Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Green Squad Chats. Today, we are simply talking about the things we say no to. Adam, I know that you are so efficient and so effective. You kind of have to be with all the things that you have going on. So I think it'd be fun to listen to your perspective on this topic. This is like an emotionally charged topic for me because I am a lover of people. Like I want to win. I'm a winner, but I want to do it with people. That's my personality where I have some friends and some entrepreneurs who are really successful, who are just savage. Not that they don't like people and they're not kind people. They just winning is the most important thing to them. And my personality winning with people is the most important thing. That said, it's hard for me to say no. And I think what happens is we're on the come up in an industry and we're trying to learn everything that we can to be successful. And we're putting all this time and effort in. And over years, you build a lot of experience. You start to have success, whatever that is for you. And then now you have your time value of money changes. And what I mean is like what I can do in one hour and make a return on maybe used to be 30 bucks an hour. Then it was $100 an hour. Then it's $1,000 an hour. And then it could be $10,000 an hour, right? Like the work that I'm doing can return $10,000 in one hour or more. So, and it's not all about money, but it's all about prioritization. As you become more successful, especially if you have any platform or people follow you, it's both useful and a burden in some ways, then people want to talk to you more and more and more. And you want to give back. You really want to give back. And it, it is one of my missions to pull people up with me. But again, it goes back to priorities. If I give back to that person who asked to pick my brain, get on a call with me for something, what am I not doing? Am I not going to my son's basketball practice on Thursday night? Am I not taking my wife on a dinner date? And this isn't all about money. This is just life because I'm already working really hard to grow my businesses and sacrificing some things. Now you want me to work really hard to grow your business and sacrifice, say, maybe my family time or the other things that I do in my life. So I think when people say, can I pick your brain? Will you give me time? And it's like, yes, number one, but it's going to be on my terms because I do want to give back to you. My terms could be, hey, we're meeting at Saturday at 5 a.m. because that's when I have time. And if you don't show up to that and you waste my time, you were asking for my time, but you don't actually respect it. Or my terms might be, you know, I actually already have something in my schedule. Like for me, I coach in the seven figure flipping mastermind group that is already built into my schedule. Join that group and I will pour into you. Now they might say, well, that group costs money. I wouldn't do that again. How do you value my time? Because I know how I value it. And I want to help you, but I also have to be cognizant of all the other things that I have going on in life. And don't get me wrong. This is not like I'm better than anybody or you guys are better than anybody or anybody's really better than anybody. This is all about priorities and time and being in alignment with what phase of your life you're at and what you're working on. And we do all, I know everybody in the green squad here is like, they're, they are go-givers in their own ways. And you only have 24 hours in a day. You do want to help people. And occasionally I am able to and I do do it, but it's becoming increasingly harder. So I'm having to tell people, yes, but on my terms. And that could either be in a group that's paid that I'm already committing time to, or it could be at a crazy time or day, or it could be two, three months out before I'm available. And it's hard because I don't like to say no. I don't like to say no. It's hard for me. 
personally. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I think as you move along your journey, you end up at different spots. I think early on, you've got a lot of bandwidth to network and figure things out and talk to everybody. You kind of get into the meat of your growth and the time is limited. And I suspect on the back end, when you've built your empire and you've built the life you're trying to build on your 10-year plan, you end up having more time and then you're giving back as much as you possibly can. That's the way I envision it. Adam, that is so good. That is so hard to follow. You just I, There's a reason we went with you first and that was just spot on. Really appreciate your perspective there. Brandon and Tom, I'm curious what you guys have to say. What's interesting is Adam and I are both O4s in the military and you guys have a more senior experience with your military careers. I'm curious how that might factor into your guys' responses to this question as well. Something I want to key in on that Adam talked about is it's what he started with. He started with an indication that he has a very clear sense of his personality because he said that he wanted to, right? He wants to succeed, but he wants to bring others with him, bring others along with him. And this is a a recognition that he's going to have a natural tendency to say yes to people because why? Because that relationship really matters to him. And I mean, we've all seen it, how he's poured into us, green squad, us individually and all the other things that he's involved with. Right. So it starts with that recognition and that self-awareness that I think we have to have and understand about ourselves that, hey, this is a blind spot for me, or this is an area where not a blind spot because he understands it, but this is an area where if I'm not careful, I will end up spending way too much of my time. And that based on where he's grown to and where he is now, that is not the best use of his time for everybody, not just for money, but for him to do what he is meant to be doing, to pour into everything, his businesses, his teammates, his clients, people, right? His family. If that time suck is there because he is not aware of it, then he's not able to do what he's meant to be doing. So to me, it starts with self-awareness and that recognition of your strengths, your weaknesses, and your tendencies. So good, man. Brandon, you talked about knowing yourself and I, I'll, so said another way, you need to know what your priorities are. You need to know what's important to you, what motivates you, right? In order to choose how to spend your time. And that can be both macro and micro, right? In the micro, it's the day-to-day decisions about how you spend your time, who you spend your time with. And then macro, it's about life decisions. And for me, I have said for years that I want to and need to and prioritize my family to be here with my kids. So a little over a year ago, I decided to retire and it was a hard decision. So I'm in the final couple of weeks here. I'll I'll be hopefully on terminal leave, well into terminal leave or even retired by the time this airs. And I'm pretty anxious about it, right? So you've got to, in order to maybe say no to things, you need to be uncomfortable. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You need to embrace the growth, embrace the unknown. And for me, that was being clear about what I wanted, which was more time with my kids. And so I had to say no to the Navy, which has been a phenomenal two decades for me. And in a lot of ways, it's easy. I figured it out. I get compensated pretty well. And to say no to that was very hard for me. And I was able to do it because I was clear about what my priorities were, about what I want, what my family wants. And that allowed me to embrace this discomfort and say no to something. And I think while my example doesn't have to be anybody else's example, it does bring up, you know, one of the things that I've seen and and you've all seen is someone whose words and actions don't match, right? And You know, whether you talk about being clear about your priorities or putting your money where your mouth is, the phrase that I like is a say-do mismatch or a say-do gap. I'm sure you guys have heard that term before. Yes. Where I'm saying one thing and doing another. 
and that say do mismatch, I don't think it's hypocritical, right? I think some people just really struggle to know what the priorities are. But that say do mismatch is going to result in unhappiness, right? It's going to result in unfulfillment. It's going to result in unrealized growth. So one of the things that I love the most about the Green Squad is that we call each other out when we see a say do mismatch on somebody's part. Hey, I hear you saying this. You're not spending your time in support of that goal. You're not moving in the right direction. And, and that's really the power of the Green Squad. Your guys' perspective is so fresh. It's so enlightening. I wrote a few things down while you guys were talking because I get really granular with this stuff. And Tom, this relates directly back to what you just said. When I was first in Green Squad, I'm the latest addition to Green Squad. I think I came in about a year after you guys had already been formed and were already performing. I was talking about how I mowed yards at my rentals. So think about this. If I charge a tenant $3,000 a month for rent and the landscaping is their responsibility, I offer them, hey, do you want to pay $200 extra? And I'll make sure the landscaping is taken care of well i would be mowing the yards i talked to adam i was like man this yard mowing like i'm doing like five yards in one weekend and i don't have time for anything else and adam was like how much could you hire out a landscaper for to do the yards probably forty dollars per yard he's like how long does that take to do one yard i was like it takes me two dollars he's like well can you make more than twenty dollars an hour doing something else if you're choosing to use that time to work so either way you're working can you use that time to instead do something that might be more enjoyable and is worth more than twenty dollars an hour i was like oh yeah definitely he's like the why are you doing this? And I didn't mow a yard ever again. So I actually wrote down a few things. I now longer, I'm going to get very granular things. I don't do because that's the title of the podcast. Things I say no to. I do not do any handiwork at any property. There are a few things I like doing at properties. I like doing carpentry. I like doing woodwork. I actually like installing ceiling fans. Not worth my time. It's not enjoyable enough for me to recoup the saved money from hiring someone else. And I just, I don't go hands-on to a property anymore unless there's some kind of a weird emergency. I don't believe in it. I think that's why you have maintenance and reserves. Here's another thing. Here's another way that I look at it. This journey for me, everybody's a little different. This journey for me is not all about money. However, I wouldn't do it for free. And I view money as a tool to leverage the freedom that I'm building in my life over the long term. So money will help me accomplish the freedom that I truly want in several years. And so if you break down, I've done this math. So if you want to earn $1 million a year, which is pretty much my goal every single year, if you want to earn $1 million a year and you're working 40 hour weeks, you have to be working at tasks that accomplish $500 an hour. So if you're looking at a task that maybe is moderate enjoyment and you're assessing the value of it. If that's not a $500 an hour task and you're certain that your competency in another task can earn the value of $500 an hour, don't do that task. That's the way I try to think about it. It doesn't always work, but I approach things that way as well. I'm not going to repeat what you guys have already said, but across the board, it all very much resonates with me. Adam, what you said about the go-giving and the pick your brain, spot on. I'm the exact same way. So I appreciate that perspective you shared. I think here's another interesting part of this too, is it's not all about money, right? It's okay to want to make money, to make money, to grow your wealth. Like it's okay. I know it feels taboo to some people. I get the sense that people feel like it's disingenuine. Here's the truth though. We didn't create the scoreboard. The United States government did. The world economy created the scoreboard. It is a world scoreboard that was created for us as humans. The environment we operate in, the game we're playing, right? So when you break down your task and what they would return on an hourly basis, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to both have a 
an impact goal and a money goal, right? I think those are two things that are you need together because the money can buy you things. Nobody on this call really cares about things, right? If we cared about things, we would be driving Ferraris because we can, but we don't. That's ridiculous. We care about impact and purpose and like what we really want in life. We know that money allows us to get those things. So when we're saying no to something because our time is worth more, and I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, that's not as my status is elevated above you thing. That's a, I'm focused on my impact I want to have. And money is the tool that allows me to do that at the highest level. So that's why I use money as the measuring stick on what the time is worth. It's not about the money. It's just the tool. So I think it's important to illuminate that for people because it could be easy to be early on in your journey just going, oh, you know, these guys are, just, all they care about is money. They just got money. No, money is the tool that gets us to having the impact that we want, fulfilling the purpose that we want. It's not everything. You can do plenty purposeful, impactful things. And there are many people who are doing it without money, but I promise you money makes it a lot easier. So good, Adam. So good. I will also share that this scale has shifted drastically for me over the course of five years or so. You know, you look back four years ago when I used to mow the yards and do all that stuff. At the time, that was the right move. At the time, that was learning. At the time, that was growth. That was me sacrificing so I could have more capital to then buy more deals. And now that scale has shifted because my experience led to me solving problems with a higher value, which allowed for higher compensation. So your scale, I think, if you want to grow, your scale has to shift in a way. I mean, James, what you're talking about in many ways is saying no to the status quo, right? I guess we, we're all saying that. You say no to the status quo in so many areas of your life and doing that is hard, right? The status quo for you was mowing yards. It was easy. You're probably pretty good at mowing a yard, right? Saying no to that status quo, that's the hard thing because it requires growth. It requires a mindset shift. It requires maybe accepting risk that you will fill that time with a more worthwhile endeavor or action. Man, so much goodness the last five minutes. I have to make a connection though, because I I agree 100% money is a tool and a tool to be used for whatever your grander vision is or whatever your actual life priorities are. But to kind of tie this all together, right? Money is a tool, but you have to be willing to put in the self-discovery work first to understand what you would even use that tool for. You have to understand what you really want, what fulfills you, what truly matters to you, what your vision is. If you don't know that or begin to have a clear sense of what that is, then what are you going to use that money for? What are you going to use that tool for? Is money even the right tool to get you to where you want to go if you haven't put in that self-discovery work? So that to me, that is a huge tie to this, right? To understand money is a tool, to understand when to say no. I believe it starts with hard self-discovery work. And I say hard because we are changing and evolving and growing. Several of you mentioned it already. James, you just talked about that, how four years ago that was the right call, but now you've grown. If we're always changing, we're always evolving, then guess what? You have to double down on self-discovery work and figuring out what is truly important to you. It is always growing and always changing. And man, you have to be willing to put the hard work in to go realize it. Brandon, I was just mentioning to our team earlier is in the past, I've been very clear. And even now I'm reevaluating what the next 10 years looks like for me, because it's easy to get on the journey and lose clarity and your ability to bring us back to center on the blueprint. I mean, it really is critical. It's very easy for entrepreneurs who are driven with low patience to not want to do the long, thoughtful work because we want to win right now, today. 
But if you're doing that, eventually your azimuth will be slightly off. And as pilots, you guys know, and people drive ships and things like that, you know, one degree off over long distances takes you way, 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 way off course. And that's what we got to prevent by knowing what we want, how we want to make our impact and what our, as Brandon would call it, what our blueprint is so that we stay in alignment. And that allows us to be clear. And when we say no to something, it's an extremely intentional no. It's not because we don't like you. It's not because we don't care about you or we don't want to see you succeed. It's just because we're so clear on where we're going. We have to stay in alignment. I love that, man. You mentioned the blueprint too. And just real quick, and then we'll kind of recap and wrap it up. But even that, the hard self-discovery work, what I said before about it's lifelong and it's hard. You know, I've spent three years now with my own coach and discovering my own blueprint. And I'm in the process right now of rediscovering that. And because the context three years ago, as I went through the process and started working with a coach is different than the context now. And context of your life matters. And while there are certain things that are core to who you are, they're not necessarily going to change, right? You have some core values and core beliefs, but you should always be questioning that. And I'm in the process right now of questioning some of those, right? Those long held core values and beliefs. And it's like, why is that? Is that appropriate in this situation? And so you could go off the whole point of that is it's hard work. It's continuous. It's lifelong. And, you know, we've all mentioned it to kind of put a bow on it, right? It's you do the self-discovery, you understand what's important to you first. That will give you the confidence and the ability to know when to say no, right? The topic of this podcast starting out to understand how to use money as a tool or how to use any other tool to further your vision and realize your dreams and achieve your goals. So thanks, for joining us today, another episode of Green Squad Chats. We hope that you're getting some value out of this. Please leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we can make this better. Let us know what you want to hear about, and we will see you next time.